ATS allies and caregivers, you're listening to our podcast, The Rare Advocates, a caregiver-worthy and rare disease podcast brought to you by Acardi Gutierrez Syndrome Advocacy Association, where we update you with the latest news, conversations around Acardi Gutierrez and rare diseases. My name is Betty, producer and marketing director, but most importantly, I'm a mom of two, of two little kids and the youngest one, Noah, who was recently diagnosed with a cardiogutierrez earlier this year. So the stories you are about to hear are really close to my heart, and I hope they help you as much as they have helped me to not feel so lonely. But before we get started on today's episode, I would like to give a special thanks to Ecom Live, who gifted us with this all-in-one live streaming and video production studio. With Ecamm Live, video creation is easy, professional, and fully customizable. If you can think it, you can create it. And lastly, don't forget to join the conversation. We're now on all social media platforms. Be sure to subscribe and leave a comment or review wherever you're listening to us from. We're thankful you're here, and we hope this conversation today will help your journey. In today's episode, we have Annie, who will be sharing the story of their son, Sam, who was diagnosed with a cardiogutierrez. We'll be learning a little bit about the diagnosis, treatment obstacles, and present state. Thank you so much, Annie, for joining me today. It's great to see you, Betty. Thanks for having me. Yes, we're meeting for the first time, and I just want to say I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know... Um, with families, it's just we have very limited time and we want to devote the time to our kids. So I'm really thankful you're here with me today. Yeah, well, I'm really grateful to the work that you're doing um, and to the work that the AGSA is doing um, to really advocate for our kids um, and get them access to the treatment that they need. Annie, tell me a little bit about Sam. What would you like to share about Sam? Yeah, Sam is three and he is a super sweet, fun kid. Um, Sam uh, just started going to preschool this year and he loves music and dancing. He loves going down the slide in my lap. Um, he has a little sister um, who he is very, very patient and loving with. And he's just the light of our lives. We couldn't love him more. That's so nice to hear. I wish I could meet Sam. Um, well. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about when he started his um, cardiogutierrez treatment. Can you tell me a little bit about the treatment that he's on right now? Yeah, Sam is on baricitinib. Um, he has been on baricitinib um, since he was about a year and a half. Um, and it's what his doctor um, and his care team feel very strongly are keeping him healthy and stable. How did you hear about the JAK inhibitors um, mm -hmm. that led to starting the treatment? Um, Sam was diagnosed through the team at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, um, who had been running a clinical trial um, to determine if baricitinib and JAK inhibitors um, were effective in reducing um, disease severity and progression in kids with AGS. And when we got, when Sam was first diagnosed, it was right at the onset of COVID. Um, and it was right at the, that time that the team at CHOP paused new enrollment in the trial. And as a parent, it was extremely scary um, and frustrating to discover that there was um, a treatment that my child needed, 
um, that we could no longer access uh, via this trial. Oh, wow. During COVID, that must have been very hard. I cannot even imagine. Um, so that's when we began, um, which what was a many months long odyssey um, of working with our insurance company and going through multiple denials to get him access to the drug. Can, can you share a little bit more about from the time you heard, but you couldn't enroll to how you went about to acquiring the JAK inhibitors? Of course. So we, um, you know, we learned that this was a drug that his medical care team believed um, would be hugely beneficial, really life changing for him. And um, we connected with other families in the AGS uh, Facebook group who had really positive things to say about their experience. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were informed about this decision um, and everything that we heard um, from you know, our medical care team, who, of course, we're listening to, um, you know, as our as our primary source of information, and then anecdotally from other families in the community, um, you know, really reinforced our belief that this was something that we wanted to pursue for Sam. Um, so we were very, um, we're very grateful to other families in the community who were able to share their experience um, going through the process of, um, you know, submitting a prescription, um, getting it denied, going through the denials process multiple times, um, we were able to take advantage of some of the resources that they had already um, compiled through their experiences um, to put together our own packet. Um, we also have, a, we were diagnosed through CHOP, we learned about baricitinib through CHOP, but we live all the way across the country in California. Um, and we're very, very lucky mm -hmm. to have a great care team here. Um, Sam's, um, Sam's doctors here, are super motivated. Um, you know, they're really willing to work collaboratively um, with doctors across the country, um, you know, who belong to different networks and hospitals. And we worked with them to put together um, the packet that was submitted to insurance. Um, it was very frustrating to know that there was something that could help my kid, <laughs> that his whole care team believed he needed. Um, and then to get that first denial from insurance. Um, so we went through the process, I think, of maybe two or three denials. Um, Wow. And we ultimately had to escalate the, we had to escalate our denials um, to California's independent medical review board. Um, I believe that every state has an independent medical review board um, under the AMA. Um, so eventually we got to the point where we were escalating our uh, denials um, to the state of California. Um, the doctors who are part of that independent medical review, I think it was three out of three doctors agreed that this is something that Sam needs. Um, and because of that, we were able to get him access. Um, it unfortunately was a very long, scary, stressful process, um, but I'm very grateful that he has access now. Wow. Well, I'm very new to this. My son was diagnosed in May mm -hmm. and you sound like you went through a lot and you said something that caught my attention and that's you made a packet with your team. <laughs> What did the packet entail? Because I fortunately did not have to to build that packet. I was very fortunate that I only got the client once. And it sounds to me like you got the client more than once. So for those who are newly diagnosed and don't know where to start and get the client once, can you share a little bit more about your experience and how the packet idea came about and just share a little bit of knowledge so that you can encourage others to not give up? Of course. Uh, so 
I think because AGS is such a rare disease and it's not something that most, you know, most doctors, most insurance companies have experience dealing with, um, you know, I think the onus really falls on families and parents um, and doctors who, you know, our, our son's primary neurologist who maybe doesn't have a lot of experience with AGS, um, you know, the onus really falls on us to do the legwork and do the research and compile the evidence so that we can present a compelling case. So we put together, um, you know, a letter of medical necessity. We put together um, a letter from, you know, my husband and myself explaining, you know, our family's position, like why we really need this, the outcome that's at stake for our kid. Um, we put together lots and lots of documentation, lots of research links to articles and journals um, um, that have been published by um, especially the team at CHOP, um, but also teams in Europe, um, you know, really demonstrating how baricitinib and JAK inhibitors um, do improve outcomes, have been proven to improve outcomes for kids with AGS. Um, a lot of this research had been um, compiled um, in bits and pieces by other families who have gone through this process together, who we connected with online. Um, once we had successfully gone through this process, um, what we did was we created a, a we created a shared folder um, that other families can use to access this information. So it's all in one place. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to spend maybe quite so much time um, logged into different medical journals and downloading things as we did. Um, but I, I'm really, I'm really grateful to, you know, to the community that um, that had already been compiling this research to make it a little bit easier for us to just grab, gather it all into the same place. But you definitely, both you and your husband, definitely made a 2.0 version or a 3.0 version because I don't know how many families contributed to this. And mm -hmm. it's helping. It's helping other kids, and we're very appreciative of that. And um, how did that make you feel once you finally got the approval, once you finally started the treatment? How did that make you feel after all of this? So it is a huge relief to a, have a diagnosis, um, you know, so we, we understand how we can best support our kid, um, and B, to have access to what is the only treatment that is proven to help outcomes for kids with AGS. Um, I will say that it is a constant source of stress, though, because this is a drug that is not FDA approved. Um, which means that every time we change jobs, every time our insurance changes, every time you know, every year when we need to renew the prescription, we have to go through this process again. Um, and knowing that there's something that's proven to help kids with AGS, knowing that there's a medication that my son needs to be healthy um, and to, you know, like live up to his potential and knowing that we're going to have to fight for it <laughs> um, at minimum every year um, for the rest of, you know, for the rest of our lives until this is FDA approved is hugely stressful. Annie, so you mentioned that Sam was approved for the medication and that your team was very supportive in building the package and then it was finally approved. So can you tell me a little bit more about how your family was able to afford this medication? Was it fully covered by insurance? What was your experience with affording this medication? So this is unfortunately an extremely expensive medication. It's not something that my family would have access to um, if insurance didn't approve it. Um, so that's why getting this FDA approved um, so that we have um, a guarantee that it will be covered by insurance is absolutely key for our families. Um, 
you know, supporting a family member with a disability um, comes with a lot of different access issues. Um, there are, you know, physical access issues, navigating a built environment that's not designed for people with disabilities. Um, and financial access issues are also a huge deal, um, you know, whether it's modifications that we need to make to make our home accessible um, to specialized equipment. Um, you know, these are things that, you know, we are lucky to live in California where there are a lot of resources to support people. Um, but this medication is just, un it, it's, it's completely out of reach um, for a family to be able to, to just pay for out of pocket. Um, that's why the insurance approval is, is really, really key. And that's why um, FDA approval is, is really what we need to guarantee access to this life-saving drug. I just started. So I'm definitely trying to yeah. wrap my head around like, you know, how long we're going to have to keep doing this for, because how long has Sam been on the vacation? You said he started at a year and a half, correct? Yeah. He's been on it for about two years now. Two years um, now. and during that time we've had, um, our, um, we've had our private insurance, um, change through work once. Um, so we had to go through the process then. Um, we had to go through the process again um, when our prescription ran out. Um, so we've had, at this point, you know, we've had to go through this three times to initially get the wow. access to the medication and then twice through those changes. And, you know, because we have, you know, our insurance is through work and our jobs change. Um, and even if our jobs don't change, sometimes our employers change insurance. Um, this is something that we're going to have to continue going through again and again and again until it's FDA approved. Yes, yes. Can you share with me a little bit of um, how his, maybe not mention the symptoms, but how mm -hmm. has Sam improved since receiving the medication? Yeah. Um, so Sam is um, currently stable and he's comfy and he's happy and he is doing great. He loves going to school. Um, he loves hanging out with um, his family on the weekends and he's just he's just a happy little three-year-old like living his best life and we just will do anything that we possibly can um to keep him stable happy comfy um and you know anything that we can do to help him reach his potential you just described the three words that every parent wants to hear especially if it's a medical complex kid and that's you know we want to see them smile we want to be able to see them go to sleep comfortably and just, you know, enjoy as much as they can. And I know maybe before my son, I took those things, not lightly, but, you know, I didn't treasure them as much as I do now. So hearing that Sam is doing stable, is stable, and, you know, the way you're describing him makes me happy because it makes me think of my son too, since he's on the medication. So I'm very happy from the bottom of my heart that Sam's doing well. If you could share... Any words of wisdom to just any parents that just received the news yesterday or today that their son has AGS, what, what could you share with them? What would you like to share with them? I think that any information that helps you know your kid better um, and helps you support them better can only be a good thing. Um, I know that AGS is a really hard diagnosis. It's not something that, um, you know, we, we take lightly. Um, but I, I will tell you that knowing, you know, knowing more about what Sam is dealing with and the challenges that he has, knowing more about the specific things that we can do, the specific medications, the specific, um, you know, the 
specific care team that he needs around him um, to make sure that he is healthy and stable. Um, you know, that that's that can only be a good thing. And, you know, we were really sad when Sam was a baby because he was having a really hard time and he was really sick. And it was really hard to picture what our family's future was going to look like. Um, but we are just having a blast now. He is the most delightful little kid. He's a total ray of sunshine. And we're, we're at a place now where because he has the treatment that he needs, because he has the care team in place that he needs, um, because he's happy and stable, um, you know, we're, we're really doing well as a family. I just felt like you just gave me some really good advice, Annie. So thank you so much. I needed to hear that. And then what about uh, pharmaceuticals? What would you like to tell those who work in the drug industry? It is so difficult as a parent to know that there is something that your kid needs that you can't have access to. Um, if there is anything that we as a community can do to advocate um, and get our kids access to the drugs that are medically proven to help them, you know, I think every parent in this community wants to do that. Um, I mean, we're, we're, it, it could not be more fr like frustrating and stressful to know that um, there's a drug that my kid needs that, you know, he is not guaranteed access to and that we're going to need to go through this, this scary approvals process for it on an ongoing basis, um, you know, until this drug is FDA approved. And there's also, there's, you know, we have, we have strong guidance from his care team that there can't be a gap, um, you know, between, you know, between receiving the medication and, you know, maybe getting a new prescription approved. Um, so this, this creates like a very stressful, high pressure time situation where, you know, he, he needs this medication daily. Um, and it's not something that we can be casual with. Um, so that makes these, that, that makes this like reapproval process, especially scary. Yes. You just said keyword, we shouldn't be pausing this medication. We should not be taking mm -hmm. it lightly. And, um, when I do see a medication run low and I call the pharmacy and they're like, we're going to have it this day. I'm really counting on you having it that day. And I'm really mm -hmm. counting on it being on time because whether it's seizure medication or, um, or the Jack inhibitors, they're just all important. They're all part of helping our kids just feel better every day. If you have any family and friends listening to this podcast, would you like to tell them anything or, um, or if, you know, Sam gets older and he wants to listen to this podcast, would you like to say anything to them? You know, I, I just want to, I want to say thank you um, to the AGS community. Um, you know, there are a lot of, um, you know, affected individuals with AGS. There are a lot of family members out there who are, um, you know, really going above and beyond to share resources, um, to not only care for their loved ones who are affected by AGS, um, but also to care for, you know, this community that we found of other people who are affected by AGS, um, to share resources and to, you know, to really create a welcoming, um, a welcoming community where we can support each other um, and ask questions and, you know, feel like we're not alone in this. Um, I'm really, really grateful to that community. Um, and, you know, we were very lucky to have great family and friends um, nearby um, who also take care of us. It really does take a village. Annie, thank you so much for taking the time this evening to speak to me. Again, as a newly diagnosed parent, I appreciated your words of wisdom and 
telling me a little bit about your story, especially your struggles with getting the treatment. And to hear that Sam is stable makes me really, really happy. Once again, thank you so much. Betty, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I know you have your hands full with your family. Um, and I'm just really hopeful that, um, you know, as we come together as a community and share our stories and talk about why um, access to this medication is so important um, for our families, um, you know, that we will see some progress. So thank you. It was lovely meeting you and we'll be in touch. Have a great night. Bye-bye.